from the depths of nowhere. Two guys sitting around talking about bullshit. It is Sports and Spirits with Nathan and Max. Good luck. Nathan popping a beer. I know. I was sitting there and I was like, how long did it take for me to knock that beer back? And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, I guess about 10 minutes. <laughs> Didn't take long. Oh. oh, Jenny was asking? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, she was going, what's that sound? You're like, we are sports and spirits, yeah, baby. I'm like, our sponsor. That's what that sound <laughs> is. Brought to you by Bud Light Next. Brought to you Can't by- find that shit anywhere, <laughs> but... <laughs> What's been going on? Oh, nothing. Just working. So I see that uh, it looks like the Rams are blowing their team up. It looks like they're getting rid of everybody. And Jalen Ramsey is the name that's being thrown out this week. And what do you think about him coming to the Cowboys? I don't think he will. There's a bunch of reports that we pissed him off in that draft when we rolled up in that fourth place. And apparently somebody with the Cowboys told him that we're for sure getting you if you happen to be there in fourth, in the fourth uh, pick in that draft. And we got Zeke instead and left him sitting there. And apparently it pissed him off because I heard something on the radio that those guys said that uh, they were eating somewhere in a mall or something like that. And uh, he actually walks by. And they were like, come to the Cowboys. And he turned to them and said, I'll never play for the Cowboys as long as Jerry Jones is there. Huh. Well, let's assume that that's just talk. And uh, But what do you think about him as a player now? I've always kind of thought he was a little overrated. I mean, he's obviously one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But – as far as being like this shut down, almighty, throw every every dollar you have at him to come through and play as your cornerback. I saw him get lit up by Des Bryant. I've seen him get lit up by Amari Cooper, and that's just the Cowboys playing him. Surely other people. I've seen uh, who's the wide receiver that Tom Brady was using, uh, Mike Evans. I've seen Mike Evans whoop him in games. I mean, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not this just almighty cornerback that's just going to shut down everybody. And now that he's getting even older, I'm not sure if he's worth the kind of money that we're going to have to spend to get him. unless he Or is he talking about having a smaller contract? Because I think Diggs is a better better cornerback at this moment than Ramsey is. And if we're going to spend money on a cornerback, I'd rather just go ahead and pay Diggs, who's used to our scheme, used to our team, and we know what we're getting for him. Now, Ram, the only thing Ramsey has is he'll, he'll tackle. He'll come up and – and hit somebody. But, I mean, I'm not paying my cornerbacks to tackle. I don't care about that. I want interceptions. I want you to give me the ball back. In a game where it's a passing league and all you have to do is pass, 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 and do these 500-yard 500, 500, uh, games, you know, a cornerback that can take the ball away from the other team, that's what you want. Well, I think he, uh, I think he's definitely still – Arguably, he may be still top top ten. Uh, I mean, I'd even say like six or seven, but I don't. I just don't think he's the best. I don't think he's the best in the league. Okay, so you don't think Dallas should spend 
the draft picks. Is that all it's going to take to get him? Well, yeah, because he's still under contract for at least well, one Well, yeah, more I mean, year. if we could trade him and just get him for a pick for a year, then I'd be down with it. But what if we trade and get him and all of a sudden he says, I want a contract, I'm not playing? Well, then, then what do you do? You know, I don't I know. I mean, the Rams I, still would have to pay him for the year. Well, you right? would inherit the contract. Okay. So, and I think he's making $17 million. Yeah, I know he's one of the highest that's, paid. That's. That's not bad considering I imagine he's probably, when he resigns, is probably going to be north of 20. Yeah, because Trayvon is considered, what, about 18 to 20, somewhere around that? Uh, or what they're projecting he's probably going to be asking for? Every bit. Well, it's he's going to get – it's just like oh, every yeah. year. He's going to get the highest yeah. if, if he's projected to be the best out there. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering – He's 28 years old. I think he turns 29 this really next season. really doesn't seem that old. You know? no, it feels man, like he's I, been playing I, you know, forever. He's still going to be in his prime for another three to four years. Yeah. Before, you know, usually cornerbacks start declining about 33, 34 is when you start noticing they're losing a step. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, would that, you know, this going for it all – concept that's floating out there with teams now you know the Rams were able to pull it off the Eagles try to pull it off um, but what would you have to give up? I would not give up a first round pick for him no I mean I might entertain maybe a third this year and a third next year I don't know if I would even give up a second-round pick for him. Maybe a second-round next year under a conditional situation. Yeah. But I don't, you know, uh, I don't think giving up a first-round draft pick would be viable. I I don't think so. I mean, a first-round draft pick for somebody who might come for one year that seems like quite a bit. I mean, well, unless you plan on signing him for long term. That that's what I. But would then do. you're banking on he's not going to. Didn't he get hurt last year for a little bit? I thought the past two seasons he's had a couple games where he was injured. I would. I mean, hell, he still he still work. made the Pro Bowl, but that's such a joke now that you can't yeah, use that well, as a measuring that's stick. Reputation, a, a reputation <clears> now. Yeah. Um, I would have to go back and look. I thought seat. he was hurt for just. I might be wrong, but I thought he was hurt for just a little bit, like a couple games. Not that that's a huge deal, but what if it's a game that we need, you know, and you're paying this guy and you're, you just got rid of your first-round pick and Dallas has been pretty good at landing all these first-round picks recently that would you want to give up when you know that your scouting department's been, I mean, other than Taco, you know your scouting department's kind of knocked it out of the park in all these first-round picks. I mean, hell, you, you arguably, what, two years ago drafted the best defensive player in the league. Yes. Um, so that that would leave it to the question. I mean, I don't think you would be questioning his capability. I think you would be questioning how many more years would you get. If you could get five years out of him, I think I would be willing to go for possibly a second round. It's probably going to take two draft picks to get him. Yeah. Probably a second and a third. I don't think you were going to – I don't think you have to spend a first for him. Um, I know I wouldn't. I would be out on that all the way around. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I mean, especially with some of these other big name players that have gone for thirds and you know second and thirds and things like that. 
Right. I, I don't. I don't see anything being worth a first round pick right now. You know, especially because no, I, I, I thought I heard that this year the cornerbacks in this draft are actually going to be pretty plentiful. There's going to be quite a bit of good cornerbacks in there that we can pick from, even in the second and third. Well, there may be there may be solid solid corners coming through. I mean, yeah, there it's you look at all these mock drafts and they've got anywhere from I've seen anywhere from five to ten going in the first round, which yeah. I think is a high high number. If you're if you got that many going. You're going to have a huge drop off. I mean, me and you've watched the draft together for the past four or five years, you know. And yeah, how many times are these mock drafts, other than maybe like the first, second, or third picks? How many times are they pretty accurate? Most of the time, we're sitting there like, dang, a position's going off the board. Like, what wide receiver was it last year? Wide receiver was just getting knocked off all the first round. It was nothing but wideouts. Yeah. And then, like, after Zeke had that crazy rookie year, it was like running backs were just falling off the board. Yeah. You know? And really, when you think about it, Dallas is projected to get the running back out of Texas who's supposed to be this Barry Sanders, you know, clone in a way. Would you would you think Ramsey is more important to the team than a rookie running back after Pollard kind of showed if we have a – well-rounded running back, what the team could do? No, because I think a running back is still more impactful than a cornerback. I think you're going to uh, have more weight towards the run. I think a running back can have better control of a game than a corner. Uh, you know, teams have shown the scheme. Uh, well, we watched it. I think Darius Slay is one of the best corners in the game. Yeah. And <laughs> you go back and you watch that Super Bowl in the second half, and somehow or some way, they were able to avoid Darius Slay and march right down the field. Yep. What, four out of four drives? <laughs> and they, they couldn't. I mean, hell, I they think they were just going him. They were going to Kelsey for the most part anyway, weren't they? Which well, gets it, them away from Slay. Yeah, well, that and they kept creating confusion, the inside-out concept that, you know, no matter which side they did, the inside corner, whether it was the nickel corner or on the – right side was being confused on who to cover. Somewhere or somehow they kept having coverage breakdowns that got receivers wide open. Um, no, I think, uh, I think I would be entertaining Ramsey if there was more of a, more of a safer bet without having to break, break the bank, so to speak. Um, I do think we're, you know, you can probably, you're going to find solid corners. The only thing I worry about is every time we talk about how good a draft class is, and they're saying defensive edge rushers and cornerbacks are strong in this class. Yep. The problem was, though, watching the, the four playoff games. Didn't the, seem like that, that was really Every one making of those a teams yeah. scored 40 or 50 points. Yeah. So how good could these classes be when most of these guys are coming from these schools? And I always have to question that, that, you know, I mean, it's, it's a matter of, you know, we don't see that consistent shutdown corner anymore. So, I mean, I would entertain it, but I think – I have to have certain caveats or certain reserves to say, you know, would he be willing to re-sign with Dallas, first of all? If, if the rumors are true that he has 
some animosity towards coming to Dallas, then yeah. probably no, I wouldn't take the risk or the gamble. But I, does still, he, but I do think he's still arguably yeah, probably a top five, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, think he's definitely a top ten, but maybe a top five. I mean, and just thinking about Ramsey and Diggs on the same field, it's like who the hell are you going to throw against? You're going to have to go against the third stringer or you're just going to have to take your chance. Well, and that's, that's to me what plays in Diggs' favor is when teams have to – Throw on him. They have to throw on him because the the play tells them that, not so much of a scheme yeah. designed to get him to go to bite on a, a double move or things like that. That's when he's dangerous. That's when he's the most dangerous. But yeah. I still think Diggs can be schemed against. I don't know if Ramsey necessarily can from that standpoint. Yeah, he can be he typically beat only physically. Be, he's only beaten by the big physical wideouts. Right. And Diggs has that problem too, but yeah. most teams don't have two physical wide receivers. Yeah. So you're going to have to scheme against both of them or each one. I mean, to me but, as an offensive coordinator, that would have to be a nightmare going into it. Like, who the hell are we going to throw? Pick your poison, really. Right. Do we take a chance of an interception or do we take a chance of an incomplete pass? Right. Now, Ramsey rarely intercepts now. But he well, gets a ton yeah, of that's incompletions. That's because teams aren't throwing on him as much. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dick. That I think that's why Diggs had such little interceptions this year. Right. He because they weren't more. throwing on him. Right. But like the year he had those eleven interceptions, it's like teams were like, "Oh, you're not going to beat us. You're not doing that to us." And then he just make them pay every single time. Yeah, and, and teams got to go. It seems like teams have to go through that, test the waters. Yeah. And it, you know, and it, and it looked like this year teams were avoiding digs when they had to. Seem like it. And then they would only go after him when they would scheme against yep. him. Double was, move or a pick move or right, something like that. They were trying to yeah. create that op- opportunity, but when it has to turn into, all of a sudden the quarterback reads a defense that's not what he thinks it is, and he has to go elsewhere and start looking. That's where digs will. Especially capitalize. when the quarterback's in trouble. And he's running around, running for his life, and he just chunks the ball up, not realizing what cornerback is on who. That's when Diggs typically gets those interceptions. Right. The only thing is with him that I've not, I mean, a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of the good cornerbacks can get interceptions if the ball's coming straight to him. Diggs, it seems a little different. He plays it more like he's a wide receiver. And when that ball is anywhere in his area, he has a chance to get it. Well, I think he understands spacing. Because yeah. he used to be a wide receiver. Right, yeah. And I think he understands the whole spacing concept because he understands that in order for a fade route to work, if you break too soon on a fade route, you're never going to catch it. Yep. Uh, you have to it's make sure. It's a timing, sure, timing pass. Yeah, it's a timing pass that you have to make sure you know the ball's in the air before you make your move to where you, you're putting yourself you're, – because you have to use that sideline yeah. for your protection. But if you mm-hmm. – you move too soon, that defender's going to use the sideline, and then you're never going to catch it. Now, the back shoulder fade is a little different, but the the, the true classic fade or, you know, what we used to call the seven route or the corner route, it's been bastardized over the years. But that, that move, you had to know once you got separation past your, your safety and you had your step, you had to know that timing that when you made the break, if you looked up, the ball had to be up in the air. And yep. if it wasn't, 
you there was nothing to go yeah. for. The ball wasn't thrown your way at that point. Yeah, typically on a fade, the ball's already coming by the time the wide receiver even looks for it. You right. Know, typically, it's already in the air. Right. It's 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 a timing pass. It's a field pass. Because that was that was something that Dez always had a perfect harmony with Romo. But then when Dak came in, Hillman Dak just could not figure out how to get that that timing down between each other. No, they struggled. Uh, you know, and even and Romo told Dak, he's like, when Dez is covered, he's open. He's like, just give, throw him the ball. But it le- it led to a lot of interceptions and incomplete passes because Dak is nowhere near as accurate as Romo is, and so he couldn't throw Dez open like Romo could. You know, that, that was a big struggle between the two, also. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the Dak is more of your classic passer when it comes to throwing routes to a spot instead mm-hmm. of trying to throw open or lead a receiver. Uh, Dak struggles with that, or it's not part of his game. I don't know if he never necessarily struggles so much, but he's better off throwing to the open spots of the field or what, what we always called the spaces. Yeah. Um, and then the defender had to be there. Troy Aikman was the same way. Troy yeah. Aikman didn't throw receivers open necessarily. That concept wasn't talked about back then. But Troy Aikman, it was guaranteed that once you made your break, the ball was going to be within arm's reach. Yeah. And it's up to you to get it's it. It's up to you to be there. Yeah. Um, and that that's really where the, the passing game is gone. Because uh, that was always, really against that was always Aikman's biggest attribute was uh, his accuracy, wasn't it? Yeah, he was very accurate and and very consistent with his accuracy. Um, there again, that 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 concept really got honed in in the in the '80s and the in the in the '90s under their careers. Um, you know, Joe Montana when he would throw, he still threw to spots, and a lot of it was he threw a soft enough ball that he he could that timing was was there and you know because montana didn't throw bullet passes montana threw very soft touch passes and if you look at a lot of his routes a lot of the throws especially over the middle or the slant patterns they had a little lob to them they didn't have that straight line bullet pass so odell beckham is a free agent. Another realm that seems to be out there. Um, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, we could probably have uh, three, three of the top rams that are going to be available. I mean, it just seems kind of odd. All three of them would be coming to Dallas. Some, or you know, I, I don't think you're going to get all three. Yet, I don't know if you want all three. Yet somehow they're all linked. Yeah, yeah, somehow are coming, you know, that, that's been rumored to be coming to Dallas. But Odell Beckham, what do you think of him as 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 that second receiver? I'm 100% for it. I, I wanted him to go get him last year, even if there was a chance he wasn't going to play. That way we would have him this year. I mean, it seems like any he – he proved – so his whole knock was when he was with – uh, when he was with the Browns, was he can't play anymore. It's not the same wide receiver after the knee injuries. He's not this. He's not that. 
but I think it was just the Browns. I think the Browns' cancer moved in him, and he just didn't want to play there anymore. And so I think he was protecting himself to go to somewhere else because as soon as he got to the Rams, man, he just started lighting it up. And yeah, I don't know if that's good, a product man. of maybe just a better quarterback. Maybe. You know, because Matt Stafford's probably better than than uh, Baker. But he seems like he's still a viable weapon, especially as a number two wideout in the NFL. So would you be willing to go after him? I think so. think so? I, I would did. rather keep my picks – you know, other than tr- trying to trade and give picks to get Ramsey and all that, I'd rather keep my picks. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, sign Beckham, whether it's maybe a two or three year contract, whatever. Because I think he played for a low, relatively low salary with the Rams, didn't he? What he maybe like eight million a year? Well, he was under contract. That was a trade that they made, so he was. They Still got under the con. benefit. They got the benefit, and I think that the Browns paid I think for the most Browns of it. Took some money back to get. So, what do you think he'd cost? Maybe like twelve, thirteen million a year. Oh, I think it'd be more than that. Think so? I think so. I think. Well, I mean, Gallup's making thirteen, which was a that was a damn mistake right there. Well, I mean, as soon as they signed him, I was like, you know what? I was like, you should have just let him go. Gallup's good, but to me, he's never been a, a number one wideout, and you paid him like he was. When you already had yours, which is C.D. Lamb. Well, I think Gallup. I think Gallup was, you know, when they had Amari Cooper mm-hmm. and Gallup was clearly the number three now because yeah. you had C.D. Lamb. Oh yeah. You know, when Gallup was actually the number two before C.D. Lamb, we thought he was growing into that position. I never th- saw him as a number one because he's really a one-trick pony. He's not consistent, but man, he's good on those sideline catches. Yeah, he's That's good. His thing. He, 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 he's not and, and a going classic. Up. He doesn't yeah. have the possession capability yeah. where he can get himself open in that 10 to No, he's 10 got he's got a fight range. for the ball. Um, but him as a number three, another year from the ACL, I think would, would be something. The only problem I have with Odell Beckham is he's coming off of an ACL. Yep. So you're relying on two people – with ACL injury. Isn't this his second ACL injury? I believe so. I, I think, think the he, second think time this, he's yeah, done it. I think he, he's blew one before. I uh, thought that's I, when he went down with the Giants. It was an ACL injury. You may be right. It seems like he did. Um, I know he hurt his knee at one point because he was out for a while. But, you know, if you want, if you want a for sure thing, um, well, I won't say a for sure thing. Nothing's for sure. Would you the gamble? I think would be minimal with somebody like him because you could always sign him to a contract. Yep, you're not competing with another team to get him. It's you know, just you give him whatever. Him. Basically, he's playing on a one-year deal to wherever whatever signing bonus you give him could be. You give him one year if he's got something. You've got yeah for two or three more years, and then if not. You're cutting the next year, and you split it over the next two seasons, Yeah. If, if that's the case. And I think that might be worth the risk. You don't have to give up draft capital for him. Well, the best part is you don't have to compete to get him. 
You know, it's like, look, this is what we want to pay you. If you, t- you want it, take it. If you don't, then walk. Yeah. Now, the other free agent that's out there is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. He only signed a he was He was traded to the Chiefs last year. Yeah, but on, he would be what? If we didn't get Odell and it was still just C.D. and uh, Gallup, and I mean, Juju. He, he would be fighting for that third spot, I think. I think Juju's clearly a number two. Think so? I think he. Well, he's, well, get he's this. a damn good person. What, what about all these uh, rumors about uh, Stefan Diggs wanting out of Buffalo, wanting to be traded, and uh, all these ties where he keeps hinting at he wants to come to the Cowboys? Would you be willing to trade to get him? Because he is arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, and we saw now, that I, last year. I would year, trade a one for him for sure. Yeah, we saw that last year where all the, the top – you know, arguably some of the top two or three receivers and uh, that went, and they all fetched first-round draft picks, if not more. I yeah. don't know if I'd be willing to give up that much um, for Because he's still young, right? I mean, how old is he? Uh, seven years, maybe. He's been playing – yeah, because he's played Cause longer he played than Trayvon. Minnesota. He's older than Trayvon, so. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's a lot older. He's like five years older, so seven or eight years. So we'd get, spent, what, what, a good four years? three, four years of him? Yeah, so. Well, then there's also a same type of receiver, maybe not as good, but Hopkins, isn't he a free agent too? He's not a free agent. He still would be a trade. Now, he might be one you might keep, be able to get. They keep linking Cowboys. Right. I mean, they link everybody with the Cowboys. Now, so, I'd it's kind of, you know. DeAndre you know. Hopkins is 32, 33. He's up there. So, you're only going to probably get a, like a two-year window before you, yeah. you know, theoretically you're going to start seeing some drop-off with, with wide receivers. Yep. Um, I would entertain that if it didn't cost me probably a two no more than a two. Okay. Or maybe a three. You know, I, I mean. I was hearing that uh, it would probably be a three to get him. You know, if, if we could get him for a three and they're going to get a conditional I mean, third, I would, I would I take might, him. I might go for that. He's damn sure better than Noah Brown, you know. Well, you know, it's <laughs> Cowboys discovered last year that. That project is sailed. You know, well, Gall- you know, Gallup, like I said, when CeeDee Lamb came in the picture, he overlapped Gallup, and nobody oh, yeah. ever thought that Gallup wasn't a number two at that time. And, you know, he got hurt, and most people will say that coming from an ACL yeah. injury, it takes two years. Even Michael Irvin said it. He's yeah. like, he's in his own head. It's not that he can't do it. He's just, he's thinking about it too much. He's like, it's hard when you come back from an injury to put the weight on that knee to take a turn or a cut. It's like it's hard to do that when you knew what everything you did to get back. Yeah, and but Gallup has never been that possession style receiver. Uh, to me, he's never shown that he can consistently run the shorter routes and and get separation. He's you know like you're saying he was physical. He could run the seven, eight, and nine routes all yeah. night long. You know, maybe the the uh, five, six, seven routes, but you know the one, two, and three routes and the four routes, he's always struggled with. Yeah. He he can't get off the line, or if somebody plays, uh, you know, 
jams him, yeah. he, he really struggles fighting just through those things. Fights him in man coverage. He can't get through it. You know, but I I look at DeAndre Hopkins would be interesting. Uh, Diggs would be interesting if he's if there's something. But Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, is the ultimate possession receiver that, you know, he can go deep, but you could create more havoc with CD and Juju, I think, more reasonably with the money. Because I yeah. don't know if Juju's going to get – I mean, you know, I, I thought he was good in up, Pittsburgh, uh, and I thought he did good in Kansas City. But yeah. would they put – well, he'd be a third here. And and so – and if you I watch – I mean, he'd be a damn good third compared to Noah Brown, who is our third at the moment. Right. Well, and you watch, like I said, Odell Beckham if he comes here. Now, is that, he going to be able to handle the hitch routes? Those kind yeah. of routes where he's got to cut strongly. Yeah, because Beckham would – he would move into uh, wide out two for yeah, sure. Yeah, he would be your wide out two. But, you know, like I said, typically what happens is these, these receivers coming off these ACL injuries, they typically let cut. them run the longer routes because they don't have to cut as hard. Yeah. Until they, which, can, until they can prove that they can yeah. do it. So, which he showed that he can still beat some of the top cornerbacks in the league even on those, those – uh, Wide out runs where they just straight hell mary passes. You know he showed that he can still beat some of these cornerbacks. Yeah, he can. He can definitely beat them. I'm just saying, coming off this injury, what yeah. what, what, what what kind of player he is he going to be after the second? Yeah, after the I, second I am almost 100 percent positive he blew that knee already before. Maybe not the same yeah. knee, but I am almost 100 percent positive he has had that same injury. Right. Well. Because he was um, out for a little bit even before he went to the Rams. Yeah, now, there was a gap of him not even playing. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go back and I thought he got hurt with the Giants. He may have. I know it seemed like he kind of after the Giants, he just kind of faded. You know, he, he he went he went somewhere else before he went to Cleveland, right? Or did he go? No, he went Giants, Cleveland. Rams. Rams, okay. Yeah. I was thinking he had a Miami stop or somewhere else. But it seemed like he disappeared. He did go to – Did he go to Miami for a year he, or two? No, 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 no. He played – no, no, no. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Landry. Landry, okay. Yeah, yeah Landry yeah. went to the, the – Yes, Browns he was also. with Miami, yeah. Yeah. But no, no. Uh, he went He went Giants, Browns, Rams. I was thinking of Landry because Landry was like, what, was he his teammate or his buddy? It was one of the two they at were, LSU. They were teammates. LSU. Uh, well, they were, yeah, they were teammates at LSU, I believe. That's what it was. Because um, then they brought then Landry they, in from Miami. To the Browns. Yeah. And well, it didn't work. Either way, I, I you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just always a little leery of these guys coming back from major injuries like that. I know ACLs aren't career-ending anymore. Yeah. But guys that have blown their ACLs and just not how, saying. and how old he is, you know, what's he going to be? I, I have a, I have more concern with that yeah. than I have his capability, because we watched it last year with Gallup, yep. and there to me there was a huge drop off with Gallup. Oh, most definitely. Even though he he almost had a thousand yards. Did he? Uh, I think. Well, that'd been a quiet thousand yards, huh? That's a quiet thousand yeah, yards. Something like that. I want to say he had it close to like eight hundred. What did CD yards. end up with? About eighteen? Uh, thirteen? 
Damn, it seemed like he had a whole lot. Well, he had a but couple games where he disappeared. He didn't have Dak for five games. Uh-huh. So, neither one of them. And, yeah, because Noah Gallup Brown was back. the one catching all the passes because that's who Cooper Rush plays with. Yeah, well, and, and Gallup came back when Dak was out. He yeah. didn't come back to like the fourth or fifth game. Yeah. Um, but just like when they went out and got T.Y. Hilton, they sent him on all these long routes because he yeah. was coming he could back stre- from an Yeah, ACL, he could stretch ACL. them for one. Yeah, but it's not – it's hard, It's less wear and tear yeah. on the knees. yeah. So I'm just I don't want I don't want my number two receiver being limited with route running yep. because he's still recovering and it, because we clearly saw that drop off. There. Or do we use the first round pick and just get one? That's possible. You know? uh, I think I, I think you can get a number two in the second round. I, I I think blowing a number one pick on an on a number two receiver. Yeah. You know, unless you're willing to say, you know, this is our new strategy. We're going to draft. Number one receivers which, across the board. Which I don't see that. Because, because if you're drafting the first round, you better be a number one in my opinion. I don't see that because Mike McCarthy just this week came out and said they're going to be run first. Right. So that kind of tells me, you know, possibly they're not going to be going after wide receivers in the draft. Well, and that's a good segue there. Uh, that was the next thing I was going to. I, like I said, I think they're hitting all over the place. They're going after this running back kid, this B. John, B. John Robinson. Uh, I mean, watching his highlights, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, it, I have the same excitement to get him as I did when Zeke was on the board. When Zeke was sitting there and they're looking, you know, they're on the clock, me and you both were sitting there like, get Zeke. Go get that running back because we needed one. Right. We're like, go get him. And now, I think right now, Dak at his best – is when he has a running back and he has a good offensive line. His offensive line is pretty damn good, and they have a guy coming back from injury, right. which is going to make it even better. Right. I think you get him a top running back to where it takes some pressure off of him, and he's going to dominate again like he did before. Yeah, I think uh, if if, the, if this be John Robinson, he's on most How big drafts, is he? I've seen he's actually like the number five overall pick. And if that guy drops to the 27th pick. Which, for some reason, they're saying he's going to. If he does, Dallas needs to take him. You yeah. take the best player I've been, in the first Yeah, round. I've been telling everybody, when they draft for need is when they get in, in trouble. Right. When Most they draft the best player that's on their board – that's when they always have success. Right. And then most most teams do. They get, they tend to get in that trap when they start drafting for need. Yep. Um, Dallas has a few places of luxury. They don't have to draft for need. Um, so, I think if you get B. John Robinson, I think you can clearly take a second or, a th- you know, the two third rounds you're going to have um, – and, and, and find your number two receiver there. Um, yeah, unless I mean, you want to change the philosophy of the team, which that normally isn't the case, um, whether or not they're going to they're going to go after a high-profile tight end, which I think they do need to put more emphasis on that. Yeah. Um, I think the tight end is a position that – it's almost turning into a quarterback position that you have to have a fierce tight end to compete now. 
we're seeing that over and over again with the better teams that have a better tight end, seem to control the middle better than, than you can with wide receivers. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not a small kid. Six foot, 220 pounds. No, that's a, he, that's a pretty big dude. I mean, he, that's a that's a Zeke Elliott size. Yeah, he's a running part of, back. He's, yeah, he's like I said, he's he's arguably the top top five best player, and he's clearly the best running back in the class. Nobody's disputing. That. I mean, hell, he has just last year had two games over two hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so and has four games of fifty plus yard touchdown runs. Yeah, and he's done it for like three years. This isn't yeah. a one-year thing. No, his his average is 6.1 of his entire career. Right. One year he had an eight-yard average. Yeah, so, you know, and, and, if, and if they go with that, then, then the question is mad. what happens with Tony Pollard? Are, are, are you I really kind of hope they don't sign him at all. Okay, just let him walk. Let him walk and okay. then use the franchise tag on – uh, somebody else that you might need it on. Would you, would you want to keep Schultz? Nah. No, I mean, I don't think so. I'm really impressed with our – the well, they're not rookies anymore, but the tight end duo that we got in the draft last year, right. I'm impressed with them. Right. I don't think we need Schultz. I say let Schultz walk too. And then draft another tight end. Draft another one right. later on. I mean, we've been pretty good at hitting in the middle of the draft on these tight ends. Go right. ahead and get one. Right. And because uh, Diggs isn't eligible for franchise, is he? Or is he? No, he's not. He's still under contract. Okay. Uh, but that, like I said, a good I mean, unless unless you want to franchise Pollard, which is going to cost ten million for one year, right? Just to see how that leg holds up, right? And if he does good, give him a contract. But I don't see giving him a big contract if we go and get this top name running right. back. When Pollard, we got him in the middle of the draft. He right. wasn't a top draft pick. Right. So it goes to show Pollard is almost his worst enemy because he, he is showing the Cowboys we can find you in the middle of the draft. Well, there, you definitely can find talent. I mean, look at the, the, the look know, at the, the who's the kid, Kansas, Kansas City. That's what I was about to say. pick in the draft. In the, and was running all over the yeah, Eagles. And looked great. Uh, there's definitely going to be running backs. It's just to me, if you've got that caliber, I'm not saying go up and trade for him. Yeah. But no, I'm but if he, if he falls to you, to you, you take him. Take him. He's yep. another CeeDee Lamb. He's another Micah Parsons. Yep. And you're every time, well every time these guys have dropped to you, yeah, you're they have been home and, runs. And you're re-signing them after five yeah. years because they're above average guys. They're playmakers. Yep. And you're about you're about to make Parsons one of the highest paid guys in the league. Sure. You so know? going into this, so it came out this week that McCarthy and Kellen Moore didn't uh, like each other. Well. Whether or not they liked each other, I don't know. I think their philosophies differed. Apparently, Kellen Moore wanted to light up the scoreboard, and McCarthy wanted to run a little and bit, slow preserve, down a little bit, yeah, preserve the defense. And I saw you that. know, and I've had conversations with people about this, and I understand where both are coming from, um, but it's always it always takes. So, like Kellen Moore, and I've seen this over and over again, whenever an offensive coordinator is young 
And until he becomes a head coach, he doesn't understand why he's got to change his strategy until he realizes. Yeah. But when you've got that gusto fire mentality all the time, you don't realize what you're – you're not looking at the rest of the team and thinking in that concept. You're constantly thinking the next play, the next attack. Yeah. And that's not always I a mean, bad thing. But I think if, if people really want to understand, there's no argument – Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, I think. Yeah. Why don't they throw it on every down? Yeah. You know, why didn't why, why – uh, But with Mahomes, you have your offensive plays running through your head coach. Right. And, you know, he – and that – I heard that's what everybody was talking about. He His only objective is to score points. Yeah. Which, I mean – should be everyone's objective as an right, offensive but coordinator, you, but, but he's not looking at it as, all right, I'm making this dangerous pass play right here in the wrong position that's going to put my defense in a bad position. And a head coach should be thinking about the entire team. Right. You know, like, okay, we could throw this dangerous pass right here into this double coverage that's probably going to be there. And it could get picked, and now our defense has to stop them from the 40. Right. And you so, know, yeah. but – but, and or we could play it safe, run the ball, kick the ball off, and let the defense fight from their 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 advantage on, over on the other side. Well, just like I said, you know, if Mahomes is the best quarterback in the why league, don't they throw there's a play. reason why they don't throw it every yeah. down. And just like this year, we had to watch Mahomes adjust – to not having Tyreek Hill, plus the fact that defenses were playing them a certain way, yep. that now they had to be more methodical yep. with what they did. This they had year. to mix up the run a little bit right. more, and they and they incorporated the run. They they went to the whole take what the defense yep. gives you because when or the, create mismatches, when the defense is ready for a pass, the best option is a run. Yeah, because they're not they're not ready for it. Right, and then when Kansas City started running the ball, because they were getting their ass whooped in the first few games. And then all of a sudden, and it happened even the year before last, too. They were getting whooped in the first few games because they were selling out to stop Mahomes. Then right. they started running, and the whole whole mechanics changed. Right. That run changed the entire thing. They had to stop the run. Well, when you do, Mahomes is going to kill you. Right. And, you know, that's the best offense is when a defense has to pick a way to try what they want to take away from you. Um, Eagles were very good about it this year. Yep. When you try to take away the pass, they ran on you. When you try to take away the run, yep. they passed on you. And they, you know, and they passed on you deep. They didn't pass dink and dunk. Yeah. Where, you know, this year I think Mahomes grew more by than, not trying to go for the home run. To just go for the home run. Because um, all remember when he was getting all those interceptions and people were like, "Oh, Mahomes is." He's lost a step. And it's like, no, he's just super aggressive and he's used to that crap working. Well, and he's, he's trying to go for the home run on every single play, and you don't have to do that. Well, he was starting to fall into that, light the stat board up, but then when it came Lose to champion, championship-type games, he couldn't. teams were exposing him and forcing him to play a way he didn't want to. Yeah. And he overcame it this he year. Yeah, he showed that he can change yeah. and play a whole different way. Yeah, I mean, 
the Buffalo Bills in the 90s went to four Super Bowls. Best offense statistically in the league. Yeah. But their problem was they scored too quickly. They didn't, you know, they went with no huddles. They went And got with, whooped by running teams. And they got wore down by running teams or teams that were more methodical than them. Yeah, they could light up the scoreboard. But we'll just slowly come and catch you. Yeah, but yeah, and so teams wore down their defense and then teams started figuring out that okay, yeah, you might score on us, but the better teams figured out how to corral them to force them to play a different way. And the confusion and the adjustment wasn't they didn't have they didn't have enough time to make that adjustment. Yeah. So I really think that McCarthy, what he's trying to say is that Kellen Moore, you know, he's he did a good job, but I think he was wanting to corral him a little bit more and teach him a little more of, look, you can't attack. And maybe this is where we're seeing more of the interceptions come from. I think when so. It did, you, you probably didn't need to attack um, <clears throat> because there was a stat this year that the first time in Cowboys history where they lost – Two games going into the fourth quarter leading by 14 points. And they lost both of them. And you go back and you watch those games, and Dallas basically abandoned the run and allowed those other teams to climb back in. Yeah. That was the Packers and the Jaguars. Yeah. And they shouldn't pa- have lost Packers, either one of those Packers should have. They should have beat the Packers. They should have beat the Jaguars. Should have. But they kept going after the jugular. Yeah. And they found themselves going three and out, three and out. And then when they needed I to mean, score, I mean, hell, Jaguars they threw four interceptions. And they yeah. still came back and, and beat us. And they came back. Because they were playing the complete game. Right. We were trying to just destroy them. Yeah, trying to just blow them out. And unfortunately, Dallas never tried to take more time off the clock when yep. they needed to from for that standpoint. And I think that those types of things – Two more wins, Dallas might win the division, and we, we would have. We, we almost won the division even without those wins. Well, because you know, Philly like started said, falling those, off at the end of the year. Those are the, the kind year. of mistakes that teams find themselves. They created. Yeah. They, they, you know, it wasn't that somebody beat them. It's they beat. You beat themselves. yourself, and that is the Cowboys' mo. Right. Beating themselves. Right. And well, and that's a lot of teams. You you find yeah. a lot of teams will beat themselves. But those two. I think things, if you if you watch a team and pay attention to the team like me and you do with the Cowboys, you'll note they're all beating themselves. You know, yeah, you can you can pick games. things out they like win, they they're win. like this is why you lost. You know, I mean, I could watch every, how many years how many years have we watched the Cowboys where we're like hell they'd be undefeated if they didn't make this dumb play, this dumb call, if the refs didn't do this on this play. I mean, hell, the Cowboys have been undefeated damn there every year. Yeah, no, they 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 definitely. Uh, I, I think that's really what it was. And sometimes, you know, Kellen Moore. I, I you know, I think he's going to be fine as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I don't ever think he's going to make a good head coach. Uh, I don't think he to me, has he's too. He that. just seems very timid. Well, he's he's. I think know? he's too. I think he's too methodical. I think he. I don't too think smart he, for his own good. No, I think it, that, I think you need that. Uh, Norv Turner was a uh, excellent. Ernie Zampezi, these were the offensive coordinators when the Cowboys won Super Bowls. They were excellent offensive coordinators. 
uh, Ernie Zampezi was never a head coach. He never had a desire to be a head coach. Uh, Norb Turner was a head coach for, you know, Washington and San Diego. Yeah. But he never could get over San Diego always had a good offense, too. Yeah, but he never could get over that hump. And I think – I think there's more to a head coach than understanding just yeah. calling offensive plays. I, I think, think so. that you have to understand the temperament of your team, the psychology of your team. You have to know how to handle players a certain way. Now, that doesn't mean that Kellen Moore can't go somewhere and be successful with Herbert in San Diego. And, you know, he might open a door for Herbert because Herbert does struggle when it's on the line. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's funny. You know, everybody gives Dak. Well, this the DFW media and fans are a whole lot different with Dak than they are nationwide. You know what I mean? They they don't see Dak the way we do nationwide. They're not sitting here like, man, he sucks. They don't do that nationwide. That's just us here. Well, I don't know. I think... I think <laughs> but I, I, think watch, you... I watched San Diego... Well, not San Diego anymore... I watched the Chargers play a couple times this year, and every time I watch, I see Herbert playing, and I'm like, man, he just makes a ton of mistakes. But he he gets bailed out a lot of the times, too, because either no interception gets caught or, you know, there's a penalty or whatever. But I'm like, man, he makes a ton of mistakes. And if that was Dak, boy, they'd have his damn head here in Dak. I mean, they do already. I mean, they go, they go after that dude every game. That dude can throw for 500 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks, and they'd be like, that dude fucking sucks. We should have had six touchdowns. Yeah, the hype for Herbert, I think, is a little over the top. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason, Um, (laughs) he hasn't hasn't really garnered it yet. I mean, he looks good, but it hasn't translated. Big kid, strong arm. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't translated to me that – I, you know that he's he's definitely not an elite quarterback. Yeah, he might, he's probably a top ten. I mean, he could probably become one. He could, yeah, he can always become one. Um, but I don't think uh, I, I don't understand the the national hype for him yet. But anyways, so that's a little bit of the talk, Cowboys talk for today. Yeah, heck, we're an hour into this thing, so we'll uh. We'll post this thing up on Monday, and uh, we'll have you another one. We'll come back on Thursday, post that one up, and uh, maybe continue where we're at now or come up with something else, something else cool to talk about. But that'll be it for today, and uh, try and share this thing. Send it to your friends, post it on social media, whatever, and uh, see if we can't grow this stuff. All right, bye.